you know, we wanted to get wanted to get Quiddy on, man. Quiddy just, uh, you know, was drafted first round to the Indianapolis Colts. So congratulations on that, Quiddy, Congrats. man. Um, you know, so I was cool. able to I was able to meet Quiddy whenever he was at or when he was actually committed to Boston College. Uh, he was, you know, committed to BC. We thought we were getting a stud out of Rhode Island. And then, you know, out of nowhere, um, Quiddy pays, decommits, and goes to the University of Michigan, which was, uh, you know, a good decision on his part. But I was able to follow him a little bit and, you know, end up at Michigan and ended up working with Quiddy, uh, you know, as, you know, an academic advisor for the football team there and was able to, you know, really see – Quiddy shine, not even only on the football field, but in the classroom. He was always an academic center grinding and um, he was always, you know, really about his business. So that's why I really wanted to reach out because I know he did the student athlete experience the right way. And um, I know he'll have a lot of good things to say about it and, um, you know, good messages to young student athletes coming up, trying to be in his shoes. So um, without further ado, welcome to my guy, Quiddy Pay. Yes, sir. Um, get started, man. Let's talk about, you know, your high school experience. You was, you grew up in Rhode Island, um, you know, a small state. Rhode Island is the smallest, smallest state in the United States, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah. <laughs> you, you grew playing, uh, playing sports, you know, is not something that is super common. Um, you know, like it is in most states, if you think about like Texas or Florida or something like that, um, consider, you know, yeah, football, <laughs> football <laughs> states. <laughs> um, Cody, what was it like for you, you know, growing up in Rhode Island and, um, and playing football and, and going to, you know, the high school that you ended up, you ended up at? So football was actually my, my second sport. So like when we first started going into sports and whatnot, we was doing track. Cause my mom ran track so hmm. she got us into track real early and we was doing that but then like we'd be in a neighborhood playing with the with like our neighbors and whatnot and they would go away for a couple hours and come back and we was always wondering like man like where are you guys going and, and then they'd they'd be like oh we have practice so one day we just went to their practice just, like just to see how it was went there and we was like man like, i'm trying to play football so we practiced <laughs> yeah. that one day came back to my mom we begged it was like mom please and it's like a registration fee and whatnot. But after we paid that, like, it just took off. Like, we didn't even get into flag football now. Like, it was straight into junior peewee pads, all that. So, <laughs> yeah, it how, was, how old it was were you when you started that? I think I was, like, seven or eight. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And, then like, once I first started, too, like, um, I was always, like, one of the biggest kids of my age group. So then they wanted to make me, like, an old lineman. So I'm like, man, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to snap the ball. Like, they're trying to make me a center. <laughs> trying to snap the ball and whatnot. I used to mess up the snaps and whatnot. I used to let people run by me and block. And I'm like, man, I can't I can't block. Until one day we started racing and like I was blowing all the kids out and then they were like, all right, bet, like we'll make you run it back. I was like, yeah, that's what I like. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. So your first sport was track. Um yeah. at what age did you at what age did you start running track? I started running track around like five years old. Like right after because wow. we go to the boys and girls club all the time. And they would have track and all that. So at five, I was running track. Wow. So that ex that explains why when we were recruiting you at BC, we were like, who is this giant running 100, 100 meters? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> so uh -huh. is that something that you just kind of stuck with throughout, you know, your childhood? Or is it something that you revisited in high school? Yeah, I always ran track throughout my childhood. And then um, I did it in middle school as well. And then once I went to high school, that's kind of like what I want to do in the off season. So once football was over, I went straight into track, and I kind of like helped me like stay in shape. And like once football season came back around, because I did indoor and outdoor track, and then once football season like came around, I was always in shape for football season. So I just kept doing it. What events did you run? So my freshman year, they used to have me do the four hundred sometimes. So I used to be out there <laughs> doing the four. But then for the like my main events, I'll do. Um, the 100 meter. I was on a lot of relays, so four by one, and indoor we did four by two. Um, I was a real good long jumper, so I did long jump for a good amount of time, and then um, yeah, I was really just on the relays. Okay. How many how Great. many DNs you see doing long jumping four by ones? Sense, bro. Nah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, yo, what? Did they ever try recruit you to throw? 
so yeah I, I threw my uh my senior year of high school like just because they were just like why don't you like just throw like like just throw like a little sign I would go out there, I would get second place I'll get second third first place sometimes so I was just like man like we can get easy points if you just came and threw like threw sign a little bit so I was like, all right bet well, no technique just launching it yeah just launching it Woody, when, when you're coming up in Rhode Island like that I mean, well, I'm not sure if there were any like um, high school athletes that were like on like this uh, scouting circuit, recruiting circuit. You know what I mean? But like, who did you look up to, bro? Like, uh, you know what I mean? Um, in sports, it, not even uh, it didn't have to be professionally anything. You know what I mean? Did you have any role models or anybody you watched? I think for me, like I'm not really the type to like look up to a lot of people, but one person, like one athlete that I'm still a big fan of is uh, LeBron James, just because I feel like he always does like the right thing like you never see his name in the media of him you know with possession of a firearm or like getting arrested for something that's like he was always like that great role model for me on top right. of that he was uh he was a great athlete so i'm like i had the the cavaliers lebron the og uh lebron jersey i used to wear that stuff all the time and for me like he was just always the athlete that was always on top of his work like very serious about his work and just stayed out of trouble so yeah i was i was always a big fan of him so, so pretty much you had a new favorite team every couple of years. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like DB no, with Carmelo. Don't worry. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm a Sixers fan, though, so we can't re- I can't really talk. You know what I mean? So. I-, I was a Sixers fan. Yeah, I was like, say, Ty, Ty, Sixers I- fan, Hart, AI. He used to try to wear the Allen headband with the sneaks. And the no show socks. Yeah, the no show socks on the go hoop. The go hoop. Stop, bro. I was, a Sixers, I was a Sixers fan in the late 90s, early 2000s. But then, yeah, yeah. then my boy Bronny came and, you know, I kind of jumped ship. So I'm with you on that. Buddy. I, I had a new favorite team every every few years. I'm, I'm with you on that, man. Um, but talk about your high school experience. What was, uh, you know, what was it like going to, you know, Bishop Hendrickson and what was kind of the, the decision to to go to that school i think for me like the biggest change it was a big culture change for me because i'm coming from providence inner city where it's a lot of like black a lot of hispanic you know it's like very like diverse in culture they're going to mm-hmm. the school in warwick where like the high school population was like 90 percent white and then we had uh asian exchange kids and they even had more kids than the black and Hispanic kids there. So it was like the black is like the very, very small uh, percentage of the school. So like for me going there, I'm just like, man, I kind of felt like I got a place. Like the clique I was with, it was a very small clique. But at the same time, just like, I'm not really here to make friends and like whatever. Cause it just, cause I'm like, I have to go to the school to be able to get to where I want to be. So high school was a grind. Like, like anything else that I do, I always say like, man, like, it'll be all right just because like what i what i did in high school was wild like i would wake up at five in the morning get dressed shirt and tie you know make sure my shirt was ironed put on the blazer the khaki the sperries all that and then i would walk i would walk a mile because my um they didn't the school i went to uh they didn't offer public busing to my city so all the problems could we had to take the um city bus and like for me, there was a bus stop next to my house to go downtown and then go to the school. But then that's two extra dollars that I didn't have to go downtown and go whatever. Mm-hmm. So I walked a mile to the to where the, I knew the bus was gonna end up going. So I would walk a mile there, hop in the bus, and then take that bus forty minutes to school. And then from there, I used to go throughout the whole school day. And like most times, like you have to pay for lunch there. I didn't have money to pay for lunch, so go throughout the whole school day, no food in my stomach on E. Wow. After school, I used to we used to have like a little gap in between school and practice. I used to do mad homework in that small amount of time because we used to get a lot of homework. So do homework in that time and then go to practice six through eight p.m. And then once eight p.m. was over, ran to the bus stop, hopped back on the bus forty minutes back, and then took that mile back home. And then once I got home, about nine p.m., hurry up and ate real quick, shower. And then did homework or whatnot until like maybe 12, 1 in the morning sometimes. And then from 1 a.m. to 5 a.m., that's my gap to get sleep. I would go, boom, hit uh, hit my bed and then wake up, do that same thing every day. So my whole high school like career, it was a grind. But and that, I'm that was it since so ninth grade? Since ninth grade, all the way through um, senior year. Man. 
Wow. I never had that's, a car yeah, too, so I was had to take the bus. So yeah. Fifteen. How, how, how many times did you have to talk yourself up? Like it'll all be worth it. It'll all be worth it. I think for me, like from a young age, like I was real mature as far as like what I wanted to do. So I mean, I just, I just had to tell myself, like, just keep going. Like, it's going to all be, like, everything that you you always wanted, like, you'll have it soon. So just keep working. Just keep working at it. And, yeah. Where do you find that that that, that switch at? We were talking about this. Uh, uh, I don't, I don't want to, like, cut in on this, DB. I, I was just thinking about this, though. I watched a video, uh, Quiddy, of you uh, giving a speech at this at the school that you, you know what I mean, at the, uh, the school that you transferred to, that you went to to play football that you began in, you know what I mean? Yeah. The private school. And um, man, it was just like it was just mind blowing to me. I'm I'm bringing this up because like, where do you find that courage at? You know what I'm saying to to do that at that age, man. To 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 you know tell your life story, tell your family story, and to you know what I mean being just like for other kids. I can see why you're such an inspiration. You know what I mean just in that video alone. But where do you find that courage at? I think for me, it, it all came from my mom, really, because. Uh, I'm one of five boys, and she's like the breadwinner, so she brings home the checks and whatnot. And she only brought home about like 20k a year, and wow. she has to she has to use that to really support all five boys. And like when I went to the high school, like the amount of money that she had in her bank account like cut in half because the high school costs at least like 10,000, I think, a year. So now, like, we really running on fumes, but, like, she never complained about nothing. Like, the one thing about my mom, like, she won't complain. Like, if I need me a pair of shoes, she's going to pick up another shift to make sure I get that pair of shoes. Or, like, if we need something, she'll make sure she'll get it. Like, we're not going to get it all the time, but when you when you least expect it, like, she'll pull up and be like, hey, like, I got you this or whatever. And then, like, we'll be, like, hyped and whatnot. But, like, she'll never complain. <laughs> about nothing. She was just always grinding and grinding. Like, I just always – I saw that blue car, like, mentality about, like, like not bitching about nothing like just like because nobody cares about like what you're going through you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying so like for the end of the day like either you're gonna cry and like not do or you're gonna like just get get through it and whatnot and then just take where you take care of what you have to take care of yeah for sure how how are you able to convince her that um you know going to bishop hendrickson was going to be a good idea especially with that uh, you know, yeah. not being able to, you know, there's five boys in a house making 20K yeah. a year. And then, you know, going to that school is, is $10,000 a year. Um, yeah. How were you able to 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 let her know, like, this is going to be worth it? Yeah, no, at first, like, I started, I started off by begging her. I was like, Mom, please, like, I, I can't go to Classical. Like, like even though Classical is a good school, but I was like, Mom, please, like, I can't go there. Like, Hendrickens is the school I need to go to to uh, make it to the NFL. And then... Um, I started bringing up, I was like, and uh, Will Blackman went there. Will Blackman <laughs> is in the NFL now and all that. So I'm like, I'm, start, I'm, start, I'm starting to bring up all these points. And then um, then after that, I promised her, I was like, Mom, if you send me to the school, like, I promise I'll get you a D1 scholarship. Like, you won't have to pay for college. And I was trying to tell, I was like, yeah, no, this is nothing like compared to college. College could be like 500000 sometimes. So, <laughs> like, we, we really going to be broke. <laughs> hey. So, yeah, so after I'm done convinced her, I'm just like, yeah, no, I got you. Like, once I once I make it, I'll get a D1 scholarship and I'll be good. He said, we really going to be broke. We really be broke. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, said 500K. We talking about Boston College here? Yeah. <laughs> Did she, did she ever question the plan? So, like, my the thing about my mom is that, like, if you say it's for school, like, she won't uh, question yeah. it at all. <laughs> so, like, if he's like, Mom, like, I need, like, these pairs of shoes for school, <laughs> like, she's not going to question. Like, she's going to get you a pair of shoes. Like, if you say, like, Mom, it's a really good school. I need to go to this school so I could, like, do something. And she'll be like, all right. If it's for school, then, like, she'll get it done. <laughs> they got me weak. All about them grades. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, so out of high school, you ended up earning, you know, your first scholarship to Boston College. You committed, which we were so proud of. What was the decision to, to decommit from BC and then, you know, ultimately going to Michigan? I think for me, I think just kind of like being in Rhode Island, like just being like in that small state where like you don't get as much recognition for anything, really. So you can be like one of the best athletes in the country, but since you're from Rhode Island, like people aren't going to really recognize that. So. Wow. When I committed to Boston College, like I'm like, yeah, like this is school I always wanted to go to. Like Will Blackman came here and he went to the NFL and all that something. Like, all right, I'm in a good spot. And then I went to the Michigan game. Michigan started recruit me and whatnot. I went to the Michigan game. 
I seen all the fans in the stand, like, what, like, 100 and something thousand. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. And I would go to a BC game, and BC would only have, like, uh, there'll be some BC games where, like, there'll be nobody in the stands. I'm just like, Yeah, that's true. So, like, just weighing the two, I'm just like, I want to play, like, on the big stage where, like, because I I trusted in my ability. I'm just like, I, I know I'll be good. I know once I go there, like, I'll be able to be a starter and all that. So I always trusted my ability. I'm just like, what school do I want to go to? Like, what school will it be easier for me to make it to the next level? Because that's was the ultimate goal. So after after the, I went to the game, I came back and I was like, yeah, no, nah, it's a no brainer. Like, I got to go to Michigan. Yeah, for I sure. Got to. Well, um, which game was? Who did they play when you went to visit? If you don't mind me asking. It was it was the uh, Wisconsin game, and it was a game when um, JD had the one handed pick. To oh steal the yeah, games. yeah. That, the whole stadium. I did it for crazy. you right there. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I was I was right down the field. The whole stadium went crowd. I was like, Psst. yeah, yeah. No, it was wild. Yeah, he's like, this is it. Yeah, I'm wondering <laughs> what game was it. I, I, it I remember I went to uh, a Michigan mm-hmm. game. I came up there. Uh, I got the run on the tie. Got us on the field. Got the uh, mm-hmm. see them running out. So I could imagine how. But how did it feel for you when you first stepped out there as a true freshman, you know, looking around, seeing 100 plus thousand people, uh, you know, in the stands probably for the first time playing in front of that many people? You know, what was that first initial feeling? You know, it's crazy because, like, when you walk into the stadium when it's empty, like, man, like, the stadium's not even that big for real. Yeah. <laughs> but then once you run out the tunnel and you see all the fans screaming and whatnot, you're looking like, dang, like, it's wild. And then, like, you, like, you can't hear yourself think sometimes. Man. And once I got on the field, like, for my first couple of snaps as a freshman, I was so nervous. But then once you get a couple of snaps and, like, you get comfortable. But then, like, just looking up into the, into the stands, just seeing everybody was just wild. It was crazy. Yeah, that's dope. Um, going through the recruiting process, you know, before you got to Michigan, uh, you know, coming from Rhode Island, you know, like I said, the smallest state in the country, not really considered a football state. Uh, what was it like um, whenever you were – you know, going up against, you know, people from maybe Texas or Florida or Georgia, Pennsylvania, states like that, uh, whenever you went to the Under Armour game? Yeah, no, so the Under Armour game, like, the first couple of days I actually struggled a little bit just because, like, I never seen, I never played against talent like that before. So getting accustomed to, like, that, like, going up against those type of players, I'm like, all right, bet. The first couple of days I struggled a bit, but then by by the end of the week, I was, like, I was doing my thing. And I went back, and I'm just like, man, like, all I needed was a couple of days to really get adjusted, and after that, I was good. So, uh, uh, just for me, like, going up against, like, town, like, after I was, like, doing my thing, I'm just like, yeah, no, like, I'm uh, like, I'm, I'm right here with y'all. So, like, there's no big mm-hmm. gap as far as talent-wise. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, whenever you got to Michigan as a freshman, who were some of the guys that you kind of looked up to? Um, to kind of show you the ropes whenever you got to college? I think for me, a player where, like, I kind of stuck behind was Mo Hirsch just because he was a fifth-year senior. And um, he was a guy that, like, he was a true vet. Like, Rashawn was there, but Rashawn was a sophomore at the time. So mm. he was a starter, but, like, it was still a second year. Chase was there, but Chase was still, like, going into his senior year. So I was just like, ah. So Mo was kind of a guy where, like, I kind of, like, Last on to like in, in practices and whatnot, I would always ask him about certain stuff because he knew the whole playbook and all that. So he was kind of a vet where like I always spoke to, and uh, he was a real cool guy too. New um, England guy as well. Izzy, where's Mo? What party from? Mo, Mo from Mass. Oh, I didn't know that. So did he did he commit to BC and decommit too? No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so when you got to Michigan, was it a tough adjustment academically or do you feel like your high school kind of prepared you for that college atmosphere? Yeah, no, for me, like once I got to college, like it seemed it was easy. It seemed, it seemed like it was way easier than high school because high school I used to get like, in high school, like you have six hours a day of school, you know, and you would get homework from every subject throughout the day. So oh, that yeah. you, have, you used to <laughs> bring home the book bag filled with books and whatnot. But in, high, in college, like you would have four classes a week. And from those four mm-hmm. classes, like you would have two classes like Monday, Wednesday, and then the other two classes Tuesday and Thursday. So, like it was, it was real slight as far as like uh, studies and whatnot. Yeah, work the workload is not as much, but college is such a different dynamic than high school. Yeah. Like, 
you, you don't really get as much homework as you did in high school. Um, you're just kind of really either writing papers or taking tests, and you know that's your grade. Yeah, knowing the material. Yeah, which yeah, was a struggle for me. And Ooh. Michigan isn't one of them schools that you know you come in and you take you know bowling or or you know some flowering course. Um, you know they kind of they kind of put you through the through the ringer at Michigan academically. So being yeah. able to go there and, and really excel in the classroom is a uh, is a testament to kind of your work. You know. Yes, sir. What what uh, what would you end up majoring in? So I did African American studies. For, okay. for my major and like kind of like helped me like segue into um community work so like at first kind of want to do african-american studies just because like i was never taught about like african-american history throughout mm -hmm. any school that i went through so you know you had that one month where you learn about mlk and <laughs> you never learned about malcolm x and none of that right. so after that um i was just like man yeah i'm, I'm just interested in like learning more about the history and whatnot so i started doing that and then I kinda kinda got me into doing like more uh community work and like uh just trying to up uplift the community that like wherever you're at, like underprivileged communities, underserved communities. And that's what kinda got me uh working with uh one of my teammates, Adam Shibley, where he started a foundation where like they fund uniforms to underserved youth football teams and once he started that I was just like, Yeah, now I wanna be a part of that. So Started working with him on that, and then that kind of blew up. Wow! Shout that's out the dope. ship! Shout yeah. out the ship! <laughs> that's, that's dope. I think a lot of a lot more uh, student athletes need to tap into like the Pan African African American Studies uh, courses to know their history. I took a few myself, and I don't regret it. I took one class. It was called the Black Woman. It was probably one of my favorite <laughs> classes. Yeah. It's taught by a mean, a mean, mean black woman too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but she got the best out of you, though. Definitely yeah. did. But I don't regret. I, I that was one of the best decisions I made was taking like Pan African study classes. You know, learning them roots. Yeah, yeah for sure. What What was it like sophomore year, Quiddy? Um, you know, you got some taste on the field. You know, freshman year, but sophomore year, you kind of earned a bigger role and ended up, uh, you know, ended up a starter for a lot of the games. Uh, what was that like, you know, having a bigger role on the field and still needing to balance that schoolwork on top of that? Yeah, so my freshman year was kind of like finding like that good medium like of uh, knowing when I need to get the schoolwork done and like when I need to focus on football. And that was kind of like what freshman year did to me where like I was kind of stressed out a little bit because football was now a full-time job where like mm – -hmm. um, you have to go and watch film. You have to make sure you're on your playbook and all that. So um, that was kind of freshman year for me, kind of get adjusted to all that. And then sophomore year, like adjusting, like into getting into the starter role, I was low-key stressed because I was coming from like freshman where like I didn't have to play a lot, where I didn't have a lot on my plate. I didn't have to worry about much going into the games because they would just throw me into like uh, garbage time and whatnot. So I would get some playing time. But then sophomore year, once Rashawn got injured, um, he got into the Northwestern game, and I, I came out that game with two sacks. So I'm mm -hmm. feeling I'm feeling good about myself and whatnot. I'm thinking Rashawn gonna come back the next week. Like nah, like I don't think Rashawn gonna come back for a couple weeks. So Coach Manny, like you're the starter now, and I went from being like a role player with like a six man where I'll come off the bench and like do my thing and then go back and then you know to now like I'm the starter where I'm in the whole time and like Michigan we never really rotated like that for real. So mm -hmm. I was in that thing and then. Before the game, I remember, like, the first game I started for was Maryland. And I was just nervous, like, throughout the whole game because I'm like, man, like, I'm nervous as hell. This is my first start. I don't want to blow it, nothing like that. But then, like, the coach in Rashawn was like, nah, bro, like, you don't work your whole – the whole time in spring ball. You don't put hella hours in. Like, you're good, bro. Like, mm -hmm. when it's in that game, I play solid. And from there – just kept stacking, kept stacking, kept stacking, and then earning the trust from my teammates and then from the coaches. And I just became the starter after that. Dope. How important is it to continue to stack good days on top of good days, especially in the college level? I think it's very important just because, like, you see it a lot, where I saw it a lot, where someone have a bad day and, like, the college, like, the college kids, I would say, like, not being as mentally tough, they'll lose confidence in themselves. And once you lose confidence in yourself, like, 
it starts to go down. That's where you see a lot of kids where they transfer, or like they start blaming everybody else about like the process and want to like, oh man, this coach honed me, like this coach don't want to play me, all that. Because now they don't they don't trust like how good they are as a player, it's, like to the point where like where like they don't even want to like really try on the field because they're just like, man, it's whatever. So once you lose that confidence, it's it's tough to get it back. So for me. Even though if you have a bad play, like just forget about that bad play and like just make sure you stack good plays and good plays turn into good days and then good days, good weeks, and then good weeks turn into good game days. So once you start doing all that, then it's just it's just easy peasy from there. That's dope. When you uh when you know you became a starter, you started playing more. Was it hard to balance now? You know your schoolwork. You know you're playing more more responsibilities. You know was it hard to keep balance in the classroom also? No, I don't. I don't think it was as hard. Um, just because. Well, I mean, freshman year, that's gonna have. That's when I had like my biggest workload for school. So, I would be in the AC for hours, and then sophomore year, I used to be in the AC for hours as well. But um, after freshman year, like you didn't have to go to the AC. You could like go do your schoolwork wherever, wherever you wanted to. But for me, I was like, nah, I gotta be in this AC doing doing my workout, or it's not gonna mm-hmm. get done. Once right. you go back to the dorm room, you don't want to do no work. You just want to chill, in the game, all that. So I was like, nah, come to the AC, do my work, and then make sure I get my work done before I head back. So I just had to stay true to like my routine, just making sure no I was staying true. For sure. And, and you mentioned, you know, being an academic center a bunch. What was kind of your day? From the time you woke up to the time you went to bed, and you went you went through it in uh in high school, uh, what was it like in college? You know, what time did you get up, and what time did you kind of have each point of your day, and then what time did you go to bed? Yeah, so I feel like in college it was a little it was a little bit like it was a little bit more intense, I would say, because in high school like I would wake up and kind of like go through the motions before I would get to practice, and like in high school high school practice don't be nothing for real, like. You be messing around sometimes, like you know, like it's because of high school practice. Like once you're a senior, it's just like whatever. But college practice, like every day, like game day, you you in there full padded, like you you going up against the best, so you can't be on no BS in practice. So I would wake up. Sometimes we'll have the early morning lift at six a.m. So five a.m. wake up, uh, get to the um, facility, do a six a.m. workout, and then. Um, after the workouts, workout will be from like six to eight. After the workout, um, hurry up and shower and whatnot because class started at like eight thirty. So you would have to shower, grab a quick bite to eat, take the bus up to Central Campus, and then go to class. Class would be from eight thirty to like maybe one thirty, I would say. And then after that, or like one, after that, sometimes like if my class ends like at twelve. I would run back to my dorm, get like a 20 minute nap before I have to go back to the facility, <laughs> go back to the facility, eat lunch real quick. Cause then once at two, that's when we started meetings, meetings from two. And then we'll do practice from like four, four to six thirty sometimes. And then from there, grab a quick bite to eat and then run over to the AC academic center and then do my schoolwork from like seven to whenever really. So seven, sometimes midnight, some seven to ten. It depends how much schoolwork I had or like how much ahead I wanted to get on my schoolwork because I know, I knew um, Saturdays I'm not doing no schoolwork. Mm-hmm. I knew Sundays I'm not doing no schoolwork. So <laughs> I just try to get my schoolwork done uh, before yeah. that Saturday day hit. For sure. Yeah, Monday through Friday. Well, really Friday you ain't gonna do much either, especially yeah. this season. Friday. <laughs> Monday through Thursday is, is a grind for, for the academic part. For um, sure. But how, how much did you lean on your academic advisors and tutors and things like that? So I never really had a tutor. Like, I just had a, a person to kind of help me with scheduling. So, like, just to, like, I would be, like, I need to see, like, my whole month as far as, like, what I should, I should uh, give her my um, syllabus for, like, what day, what's due, and all that. So then once I have all that in front of me, I could be, like, all right, bet. So this is do this day. I could get ahead of it and start doing it this week, get it mm-hmm. done by then, and then I'll be good. And that's kind of like how I work. So I just needed to see visually like my whole month as far as like school yeah. work. Shout out to the academic mentors, boy. They are they're they're game changers at most places. Yeah. Utilize them, 
Utilize them, utilize them, man. Oh my yeah, god, man. they saved your whole career. <laughs> yeah, yeah. real everything. And, and you guys had it made at Michigan, man. You had a lot of yeah. people who were able to, uh, you know, to to be a resource for you guys academically. Yeah, and then like there'll be some players where like after freshman year they'll be like, oh, I'm not going to the AC no more. Like I don't got to go there. <laughs> I'm just like, bro, like you better go to AC because then like. The, the, <laughs> He like they'll be better like, go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Be and, then, and then like they'll be like, "Yo, I got a, I got a paper due, uh, in two days, a ten-page paper." Mm-hmm. I'm just like, "Damn, like you folded." So for me, I, I was never that. in that stress. I was always Man. on top of it. Like if I had a ten-page paper due at this time, I'll write two pages one day, two pages another day, and then by the by the time that time came around, I was done with the paper. Man, mm-hmm. talk about how talk about how important that is, Quiddy, because you know. Yeah. Most student athletes save, you know, the the paper for the last day or two, or save studying for the day before the exam. How <laughs> important is it to stay on top of that schoolwork instead of trying to like cram it in last minute? Because you know, a lot of the times it's more stressful to try to do it last minute than to just do it, you know, day by day. I think for me, like going through high school, I just valued sleep. So I'm just like, man, I can't, I can't BS on this schoolwork and be up all night writing this surface paper. I'm just like, nah, like, I got to get it done, like, small by small. So for me, I feel like as athletes, too, like, once you start doing that, like, that's when you start jeopardizing a lot of stuff. Like, you barely get sleep. You know, you have to be in meetings for hours the, the next day, and you can't be sleeping meetings. Man, and after mm-hmm. you got practice, and then when you're not sleeping right, then you're just not going to perform, like, the way you want to perform. So... Sleep Me so like nah, I, I need my sleep, so <laughs> yeah, nah, yeah. I'm with you on that, man. Because I uh I, I was always the type of guy who saved things for the last minute, and I just felt like that added so much more unnecessary stress to yeah, my I used life. To be stressed out, yeah. Yo, it was crazy. Then you get to the point. Me personally, I know I got to the point where. I, Man, what can I get in the other on my other grades that I don't got to do this? Yeah. <laughs> you start, you start pulling out that calculator. Yeah, like, like man. Man, the only thing I can get right here is this. That's yeah, silly, yeah. right there. We got, three, we got, we got three more assignments. If I could get an eighty on those three, I could probably get a C in this class. I, yeah. I remember the one class I had a B, and we had a six-page paper due. Like they gave, it gave us a week. I was like, all right, if I got this B plus, I don't do it. I have a C plus. I'm cool with that. Yeah, we a good yeah. state. You know what I mean? I'm cool with that. that like, that's the yeah. wrong mentality to have, but I never had anyone to guide me like how, you know, someone should be guided. So I yeah. live and you learn. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Um, Quiddy, junior year, bro. Just- came out and you killed it on the football field. What was that uh what was that like? You know, what was the what was the process up to junior year that allowed you to have that breakout season? I think for me, like just getting the reps underneath my belt throughout the years. Uh freshman year uh, and my freshman year at camp, so first time playing college ball, um three of the DNs got injured, so I'm the only DN left as a freshman in camp. So I'm getting 100 snaps plus a camp day. I used to be dead, but all those reps eventually, like, came back to help me, you know? So sure. Um, sophomore year, spring ball, I was getting a lot of reps. Coach Maddie used to have me start off at anchor and get two reps at anchor then get two reps at end, while Rashawn and Chase only get two reps total. Yeah. So I was in there. I was in there busting, but at the end of the day, I'm just like, man, like, it's going to help me. And then junior year, mm-hmm. I feel like even though I didn't have that many starts because sophomore year I only started a couple of games. I started like maybe like five or six games. By junior year, I feel like I've been the starter for a minute now, just because like all the reps I've been getting. So um, mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't nervous to be like that starter now. So for me going into that year, I'm just like, yeah, now nah, I'm a I'm gonna do my thing this year. And then that's when a bunch of the fans and a bunch of reporters they were like, chasing Rashawn is leaving. Uh, we have no ends right now. We're going to struggle. This is mm. not. And I, I ended up going and uh, doing my thing my junior year. What was, um you know, you talking about that, uh, chasing Rashawn leaving and, you know, nobody really looking at you as the next superstar in those positions. Um, is that something that, 
you went through your whole life, especially being from Rhode Island and, yeah. and needing to, you know, kind of prove yourself to other people? Yeah. So for me, I, I kind of like that, to be honest, because like people never see you coming. And then once you're on the scene, they're like, damn, like, who's this? So mm -hmm. for me, I like to like lay low and then like just do like grind in silence. And then once you, once you're able to pop out and do your thing, then you pop and everyone's like, damn, like I, I don't even know who, who this guy was. So for me, like I just I kind of like that, to be honest, because like once you start rolling like that, like people that love the spotlight and what whatnot, the spotlight brings a lot of a lot of unnecessary stress. A lot of that's when a lot of people, the five stars and whatnot, came to these big schools and once they don't become the media started and once they don't be, start to produce as much as they want to they fold and then that's when they start blaming everybody else and they start getting stressed out because they're like oh people wanted me to do this and i'm supposed to be this big savior and stuff like that once they don't mm -hmm. pan out to be that person then then like their their mental just breaks so for me like flying low on the, on, under the radar and then once it's time for me to come out then yeah no that i feel like that kind of helped me too uh, become myself because I didn't have the stress of like, oh, now I have to develop real fast and do all this stuff so I could hurry up and be this person. Wow, that that's you know I never thought of it that way. Yeah. Um, was it was it kind of the same thing? Whenever you went to the All American game, coming from Rhode Island, not being one of those five star guys, um, was it another thing where you you know kind of flew under the radar? And how did that end up from that All American game to? kind of draft day mm -hmm. yeah so uh, even the all-american i flew under the radar as well like for that game as well i had to get voted in so they had the roster set so like and then there was two roster spots left on the on each team there was one roster spot left on each team so two total and they did this thing where like oh um throughout like the under armor camps that we did across the country or whatever we're we're gonna nominate a couple of people um and you can vote fan voting to see who can play in the game so there was like four or five rounds of the voting and i was able to make it through the whole uh end and that's the one thing i love about rhode island because with such like a small knit like community where like people support once they see um once they see that uh you're trying to do something whatever like my whole school like we would stop the school day like in the middle of the day <laughs> and then the, the teacher would come on the announcement and be like yeah plug your phones and vote like 10 times right now so we'd wow. go before school during lunch and then before we left for school we would all vote and then people at other schools were doing that and yeah that's no cool. so that's what we just got a bunch of votes and i was able to go there i got voted in and at first it was kind of like like i said before where um i had to get adjusted to the talent but then after that i was smooth and then it was just kind of like I was under the radar for sure because even when I was there, the D-line coach was like, oh, we're going to have this five-star start for us. Like, he's a stud and, like, he's just so good and da-da-da-da. And he was just, like, he was just making these five-stars feel like they were, like, you know, like way up above everybody else. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like, I'm the only – I'm one of the few um, defense I'm, – I'm the second – I'm the only second defensive end from that game to be drafted first round, so – from all the defensive linemen that were there at that game, they're either doing wow. their fifth year in college still or they didn't get drafted the first round that I did. So it just wow. goes to show, like, all them stars and all them, you know, it don't mean nothing because once you get to that level, it's either you a dog or you just you just relying on the ratings of what other people say that you could do. Wow. Who, who was the other D lineman that uh, got drafted with you? So I think it was Jalen Phillips, but I think he went to the um, – Miami the, Dolphins, baby. <laughs> yeah. Miami yeah, Dolphins. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, think, I think he had went to the uh, Adidas All American game, but but, oh, but from okay. there, like like from there, I was yeah. I think from the All American game, I think I was one of the only ones to to get drafted for D lineman first round. Wow, coming from Rhode Island. Coming from Providence, Rhode Island, man. Shout out <laughs> World One. You, you didn't get Shout everybody your secret. From here on out, that's what all the schools gonna be doing. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you you heard you heard Quiddy say shout out to four hundred one. Think about how small Rhode Island is. Like four hundred one is the area code for the entire state. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so these, these other these other players, they had just their city, you know, backing them voting. You had the whole state. 
the whole the whole it's, state was voting. Like, like that's how I was big as a city. Like, they'd be like, "How is this guy getting all these votes? Like, who's voting for him?" When yeah. they know, like everyone in the state, like, they because like other guys, they would only have their high school vote. When I have like, seven high schools voting for me, and then from there, <laughs> the parents voting, and then like little kids voting, and all of that. So the whole state was uh behind me. How you you may know no this this is just a random question about uh what's the population of Rhode Island? I'm not even sure. To be. I can probably look it up real quick. Probably like forty people. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but it's crazy because you can drive from you know Pawtucket, which is the first state, I mean the first city in Rhode Island, all the way to like I think Westerly, the which coast. is the last city in Rhode oh, Island. Yeah. It, it'll only take 45 minutes to drive through the whole state. Wow. Yeah. I was just gonna ask true. that. It was yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's 1.5 mil in the whole state. Oh wow. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, no, yeah, no, it takes, yeah, like, if you want to go to, from, like, Providence, like, Cranston Center, Providence, to wherever, like, all the cities where you actually want to go to, it takes, like, 20 minutes, 25 minutes to, to get there. It's something even less, to be honest, 10. Yeah, like, Pennsylvania, if you drive from Pittsburgh to Philly, that's, like, a four-hour trip. That's four or five, yeah. <laughs> Allegheny County has one, the greater Pittsburgh area has 1.3 million people. That's you know crazy. what I mean? Yeah, yeah so 1.5, that's crazy. That, that's wow. dope. You was able to do that though from there for sure. Right. Yeah. That's impressive. No doubt. Um, senior year, bro. What was it like? Um, you know, having those starts under your belt now, and uh, you know, taking on more of a leadership role. You know, you voted team captain, um, and now you are, you know, the man at Michigan. Uh, what was senior year like for you? I think senior year was. A lot, chill, just because like then we got a D line coach where like he kind of allowed us to kind of do our own thing. Where like he knew that we were seniors, so he he allowed us to kind of do kind of what we wanted on the field in the way. But as long as like we got our job done, then he was cool with it. Mm -hmm. So I went from to kind of like being like a leader where like a lot of people followed me and like so for me, I kind of feel like now I can't really slack because like, I know some seniors like they'll be like, all right, this is the time where I could like take it easy and do all that. Mm -hmm. But for me. Being a senior leader, I was like, I can't really slack because I got a team of because senior year we had a bunch of young kids on our team, like a lot, a lot of freshmen, sophomores. Like we really had oh, a yeah. senior. So I'm like these kids looking up to me, like Coach Harbo would gas me up and be like, Yeah, do it like quitty, do it like quitty. So like <laughs> uh now now like I really can't slack because everyone's looking at me now. So just making sure that in the weight room, I was really going ham in the weight room. Condition, I was really like trying to be the first person in my uh position group to finish. In the classroom, making sure I was always academic, all Big Ten and all that. So for me, I mm -hmm. feel like it was cool being a senior, but at the same time, I was like, I have that responsibility now because I have people that's following me. Yeah, for sure. Who were some of the young guys that uh, that kind of leaned on you? I think for me, kind of like a young kid that he he I knew he wasn't he he act he acted older for his age. Chris Hand, mm -hmm. where like he wasn't really with like the like the his class as much like he would always be with the older guys just because like he knew that like he knew where he wanted to be and like because he wants to go to nfl obviously so he was just like man i'm trying to be with the older guys because they've been through the whole college experience so let me pick their brain before they leave let me see what they did and all that so he was kind of always with us like he would come kick it with us even when when we would go out and whatnot he'd know like because we've been on the campus for a minute so like we know like the spots to hit how to act in public so mm -hmm. it's small stuff like that he'll pick up on and then so he was just kind of a guy that where he just latched on to us the, what was come um you said you had a young you know a young tenure senior year what was what was the mindset of a lot of those guys you know coming into college the i wasn't really happy with like the mindset of a bunch of uh a bunch of uh the young kids on our team like i remember after a game we had lost and I was just, I was just fuming. Like I was mad and like, I stood up, I was like, and I bet I see no fucking posts on Instagram about <laughs> you being a dog and all that. Cause like, even after the losses and whatnot, people was going out or not, not actually, uh, uh, people wasn't going out because it was COVID. Well, people would post these pictures. Where, like the young guys were like, I get that y'all are like excited against the game and play and all that, but you shouldn't be posting no picture about how much of a dog you are when we just got our, our, our shit smacked in the game, you know? Where, like, mm -hmm. we lost the game and, like, 
people put like people were just satisfied with getting on the field and getting that picture so then they could post it for the media and whatnot. And I was just like, yeah, yeah. nah, fuck all that. Like, I better not see no pictures after the game. And because, like, at the, at the same time, it's like, man, like, I don't know what's wrong with these kids. Like, our season's not going how we want it. <laughs> like, the, the energy in the building is dead and all that. And mm-hmm. I just wasn't happy with, like, how it was going. So, to me, I, w- I wasn't happy with, with, with how the young guys um, took this season. Even though it was the bad season for us, I, I wasn't happy with how they took it. Yeah. Um, what's you, it like? Uh, Go ahead. Uh, they, 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 do you think that's the mentality of like you know a lot of these younger kids coming up like, uh, you know, quote unquote doing it for the gram? Uh, they just as long as I get a fly picture swagged out, I'm cool with that. They don't really want to put the work in. You think that's the mindset for uh, yeah, like, like I used to be really confused. Like after we would lose a game, I'm mad as hell in my room. I'm looking at film, looking at film. And I would go on Instagram just to like just scroll through social media. I'm seeing all these Michigan posts. I'm just like, why why are we posting right now when when we just lost the game? I was kind of confused. I'm just like, people don't even care about we play this game to win. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, oh, these people don't even care about winning. They don't care about none of that. They just want to post for the gram. So so for me, like the the younger generation, what I see now is like. A lot of people, they just, they just do a lot for social media. They do a lot for validation. They do a lot to impress other people rather than go out and doing the work. And then my validation comes from uh, comes from a coach telling me, yeah, like you doing your thing. Or my validation comes from my stats or my validation comes from being the first round draft pick. So for me, like that's where I feel validated. But all these kids, they post, they post a lot. They do a lot of Twitter fingers and all that where like they're not really doing the work and I feel like it's it's gonna come back to bite them soon. Yeah, no doubt, man. You, uh, you know, you can talk about how much of a dog you are, but you know, you yeah. still gotta go. You still gotta go on that football field and strap it up. Exactly. So um, then you are gonna find out who the real dogs are. They don't want to put that extra work in. You know, what I mean, I think I think great saying, and you know, everybody's dead or whoever probably told them this growing up. It only count when no one's looking. No one's watching. Right, yeah. Everybody, everybody can lift or do something, run fast when somebody's watching. But what's the work you're putting in to, you know, get to that, to get to where you want to be? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Um, you talked about, you know, your validation being, in, you know, your first round draft pick. Um, at what point in your life did you feel like, you know, that goal was going to be attainable? Like I have a shot to be a first round draft pick. So for me, like even going through college, going to college, my big thing was like Michigan's a real good school as well. So if football doesn't pan out for me, like Michigan has the largest alumni base of all colleges, all public universities. So I'll be like, I'm, I'm going to go there, I'm going to connect. And even if football don't work, I'm going to be successful. So mm-hmm. honestly, like going to college, I was just like, man, like NFL is a dream of mine. But at the same time, like, I can't rely on just that dream. Like, I got to make sure I graduate and all that. So um, freshman freshman year, I'm just like, ah, NFL wasn't really a thought of mine. Sophomore year, after seeing, because I went to Rashawn's draft party, after seeing Rashawn get drafted and knowing that, like, I started a couple games for him and, like, we are, and those games I started, like, we, like, our defense did our thing. I'm thinking, like, all right, bet, like, I started for, like, an NFL first rounder, so I'm like, all right, like, a couple years I'll get there. After junior year, a bunch of the coaches were like, oh, like, if you come back for your senior year, you can do this and do that. And that's when all the agents were hitting me and all that. And that's when they clicked. I was like, I'm at that point now where the NFL is right there where I can, I can like, le- legit touch it. But at the same time, I was wanting to come back to school because I'm just, I still have my senior year to go. So I'm like, I want to snap my senior year. Mm-hmm. I want to do a lot of big things. I want to be a captain. Did you I get wanna, racial? Um, Sorry about that for interrupting mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry about that. I just I was wondering, did you, were you, did you get red shirted your freshman year? No, no, no I, I was a true. You freshman. were straight on the field. That's where you got all those reps. Yeah, you did. yeah. okay. Yeah, and then um, you know, after I just I, I want to be a I want to be a captain. I want to graduate. My mom was like, yeah, no, I need that degree for sure. Like I I need mm-hmm. that. Like because she's <laughs> she's very big on like Africans are like very big on like, education. Like, like you need that degree. Like you need to graduate. <laughs> so then, like the NFL is cool and whatnot, mm-hmm. but she wants to. Uh, 
go to her friends and be like, yeah, no, like my son graduated <laughs> from the University of Michigan. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But like after junior year, that's when a bunch of people started telling me this is now. Like, yeah, no, that's that's when I knew like NFL was was, was right there for me. Yeah, for sure. Um, you talked about, you know, the alumni base at Michigan. How important is it for student athletes to kind of go in and, you know, rub shoulders and shake hands with people who can set them up for, you know, life after sports? Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Like, the amount of people that, that, that you can meet there. Like, when I was there, my freshman year, we were in South Quad. And then um, there was a kid I was talking to, and, like, he was a big football fan or whatever, so we chatted up and whatnot. And he like, yeah, like like my dad, uh, he owns IMG and like he's a part owner of UFC. Mm. I'm just like, damn. I was like, wow. like, like you, you never know <laughs> who you can speak to, make friends with, click with. And then after college, like once you start doing a thing, you could be right. And there's a lot of geniuses at Michigan too. So they're going on to start their own businesses or start off small. And then once they get up in the mm. ring, start their own business. And then like you still have their number. You can hit them up, and you can always get back with them. Mesh, you know what I'm saying? So building that relationship and like you know, like it's it's very important. Just going to Michigan as well because there's a lot, a lot of wealthy people at Michigan. Yeah, you you think about you know the student population. um, Not all of those people are on scholarship, and college is not cheap. So you know those people who are in your classrooms, their parents know the ropes right you know what i mean so eventually you know the kids are going to end up in the same position as their parents are and the more friends that you can make man the more uh, networking that you can do in college is you know only setting you up for life you know beyond sports which is which is crazy to think about yeah quickly two things first thing is now that you're in the nfl officially so you were working with tough you know what I mean? The, uh, with, with, with your uh, with your guy. So how much more, like, uh, are you going to be able to, like, what are you thinking, you know what I mean, expansion-wise, or even just helping out in general more? Are, are you looking yeah. into that? Yeah, so for us, like, money was never really an issue for the foundation because we'd always get people to donate. We got a bunch of former um, athletes from Michigan that are now in the NFL to donate. So our funds were, were always like good, you know? And then we mm-hmm. got a good amount of people to be on our board. We got um, Maria Taylor to be on our board where like we started going into mm-hmm. women's basketball and all that. So for me, wow. I feel like just kind of wanting to be more into it. Like I'm now in Indy where I can bring tough to Indy to kind of expand it to, to there. And then from mm-hmm. there, I obviously want to go back to Rhode Island and go back to the Pop Warner teams I used to play for. I remember we used to have, like, the dingy uniforms. We used to have to sometimes wait until, like, the older guys used to finish their games so then they could pass down the jerseys and we would squeeze into their pants real quick in there to to go and play and whatnot. So, for me, I definitely want to go and do that for sure. And we we already started thinking about, like, uh, the my cause, my cleats. That's automatically going boom to tough. And then from there, like, you know, just being at – having the platform I have now Mm – I used to do the tough talks, but now I could really go back and like really speak to the kids and really like try and mentor them and like uh, show them the ropes. That's dope right there. That's definitely good stuff. Um, you know what I mean? Just even even making it to the league in general is just an inspiration to them, but actually, you know what I mean? Already having a blueprint in mind, you know what I mean? Yeah. From working with other teams and other youth, it's just crazy. You know what I mean? That was my first question. My second question is, when you were a freshman, did you uh, at Michigan, were you already changed to the Dorton brand? Yeah, uh, yeah. So um, my senior year in high school, that's when they went to Jordan. Jordan, okay. And I was just wondering. Yeah, that, that was kind of like, that kind of what, what made it an easier. Uh, <laughs> kind of made it way easier. From huh? BC, I'm just like, yeah, nah, like BC Under Armour, uh, Michigan. Jordan, I was thinking, I'm like, I'm like man, what? Yeah, yeah. It made it, yeah, way easier. I was like, was Quay a freshman? Were, were you... You know what I mean? I'm thinking to myself, no, but like you said, you you came into the Jordan brand, which is crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Michigan, yeah, Michigan, like, Jordan era. Mm-hmm. And then like on my official <laughs> visit, I went and they had all the J's lined up, like all the PEs and <laughs> the <different laughs> colorways and all that. I'm yep. just like, yo. Too much. Yeah, no, it was heat. wild. Then you got the exclusive joints that nobody got. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I used to always see uh, Leak post about them. Yeah, yeah. They're still, they still. I mean, they. I don't know what they're dropping this year, 
but they've been dropping the exclusive PEs player edition for the universities that have them. I forget, I forget what number they dropped last year. I don't know. I forget. I don't know if you remember Quiddy, but just to, uh, so like, like once I graduated, they gave me the ones, they gave me the 13s, mm-hmm. and then they gave me the the fours, like all P's. And then like, those, those are going for like a lot, lot of cheese. Like, once I graduate, like people hit me up, like, hey, like, are you selling your P's? Like, nah, <laughs> like nah. wow. Yeah, it was tempting. <laughs> yeah. You, do, you, do you have anybody in mind, like, uh, or never mind if you don't want to talk about this, but just like uh, in terms of like what you want to wear in, in the league, you know what I mean? Like, uh, what brand or what yeah, you got? Yeah, so, so I'm, mm-hmm. actually, I'm actually about to sign with Nike right now. So that's, wow. that's dope. That's huge. So, like, congrats, bro, congrats, bro. Congrats, like, right. In a couple of weeks, it'll, it'll be official. <laughs> that's dope, right that's there. That's dope. Definitely, yeah, man. I know your fam is excited about that. If they're if they don't know yet, then they're gonna be. <laughs> their fam should be excited. <laughs> hey, Quiddy, at what point? At what point in your career did you feel like all, right, all of this hard work that I did throughout high school and college, you know, definitely paid off? I think for me, kind of, I would say kind of like my senior year, like going into games, I was just like, yeah, no, nah, like I'm about to have my way, just because. I'm just remembering all the reps I took from freshman year to now, like all the reps I have underneath my belt. I'm like, man, like stuff just comes natural to you as far as like what you do, like on the field, like your get off, your punch, your shed, all that. Like it's just all natural. Like you just do it without thinking. So yeah, that's kind of sure. like my senior year. That, that's kind of where I'm just like, man, like that's what I'm thinking. Like at first I'm like, man, these are a lot of reps. I'm just like, I, I don't know. Like <laughs> my legs is dead. But then senior year, I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm very happy that I took all them reps because a lot of guys, like, the reason why we struggled a lot, I feel like this past season was because we had a lot of young players on our team where they didn't have the spring ball because they canceled spring ball. So mm-hmm. they didn't have as much reps. So they was going into camp, and our camp wasn't full contact camp because we still had COVID and all that stuff. So we had to wear masks. We had to be far away from each other and all that. So yeah. a lot of young players missed out on spring ball and all that to kind of get their reps up and get uh, familiar with the playbook and kind of, like, just be comfortable in the offense or in the defense where they didn't have the opportunity. So I feel like those, like, like those reps are, are very important and key. Yeah, for sure. Was there a point in time where you kind of looked around and, you know, looked at your surroundings you and you were like, this is, this is what I did it for. Was it like, you know, being a first round draft pick, um, you know, at, at what moment in, in your life did you say, dang, this is why, you know, I put in that work. I would say when I was out in Minnesota, because I'm, I'm looking for a house for my mom now. When I was out in Minnesota, I'm looking for houses to buy for my mom. And said, man, like this is this is what it was all for. Because when I was a when I was a 12 year old boy, I'm promising my mom a full D1 scholarship. And then when I signed my uh, national um, letter of intent, I promised my mom like one day you won't have to lift a finger again. So for me, once I was looking for houses, like, I'm going to tear. I'm like, man, like, those were a long, long, because like, it was a long eight years of work. Like, those eight years wasn't no, like, slacking days and taking days off vacation and all that. Those those were eight years. That gap was all work and, and grit and um, determination. So, for me, after that, I'm just like, man, like, like this is what I did it for. I'm, I'm yeah, able to, sure. I'm able to, I got my mom a new car. I bought myself my first car ever because I'm, I just take the bus all, everywhere. <laughs> got myself my first car, and I got my got my mom a car, and then my older brother a car. So for me, I'm just like, man, like this is this is what I like. This is what I work so hard for because now I'm able to take care of my family like the way that we should be taken care of. Just because like we we work so hard, and in this country, a lot of people that that work the hardest they don't get benefited as much. So mm-hmm. so for me, I'm just like, yeah, not nah, like, yeah, I'm, and it paid off for my mom too because. She worked. She had to work three jobs to put me through high school and all that. So I'm just like, man, I'm. I, I know she's glad that that she allowed me to go to Hendrickson and and do all that. So yeah, <laughs> no, I, I definitely. Oh, no, that was dope. dope. I remember. I remember that interview. Uh, draft day interview. You know what I mean? You, you just got drafted. You told it right there on camera. She's done working, man. That that gave me goosebumps listening to you say that. Now, uh, you think you saying you know her work? I think her hard work. You think she's gonna really be done working? So so now like she be bored in the house. Like she'll call me randomly sometimes. She'll call me like, yo, like, 
what are you doing right now? I'm like, I'm, I'm signing cars or like, or uh, I'm about to go work out or whatever. And she'll be like, oh, yeah, no, I'm just chilling the house. Like, I done cleaned the house like three or four times today. Like, I don't know what to do with myself. Like, she'd be going on walks sometimes. She's like, man, I'd be bored. <laughs> like my, and then, like, my brothers be at school and uh, practice and whatnot. So she'd be in the crib by herself, bored. <laughs> You've been so busy for so long. She don't know what to do with all that time. Yeah. <laughs> That's dope, man. Uh, what kind of car did you get? So I, I got myself a range. That was my dream car. I was like, yeah, no, I, I got me a range, yeah. What, um, what color what color was it? So it was it was a white one and it was a uh, 2021 that just came out on the lot. I was gonna do like a 2020 oh. like black range over, but then this one came out and I was just like, Yeah, no, nah, like I, I want that one actually. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the one I need. The white range. Yeah, yeah, you deserve hey, all of that, man. You, 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 you gonna need some up there in Indy, you know, and in yeah. uh, Minnesota, all that snow. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yep. Okay. My fault. I was. So, I'm thinking. I was thinking about where you're at right now. I seen the weather behind you in the window. You're in LA, yeah. you said, right? You still in Cali? Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Ain't no. Ain't no snow coming out there. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. <laughs> Quitty, what are some things that you mm-hmm. wish that you knew? Whenever you were at Michigan, that you know now. Um, I can't really think of. I can't really, oh, taking care of my body for sure, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going through the um the pre draft process at Exos and whatnot. That's when I really took care of my body. Like I was getting eight to ten hours of sleep a night. I was on my vitamins. I would make sure I was eating all the right stuff, like staying like really uh, keen in on my diet. So man. for me, I feel like taking, like, you know, like LeBron said, he spent what, a million a year yeah. on, on his body. Yeah. I wish I knew that, like, kind of like in college, because you kind of have, in college, they kind of, they give you some stuff where, like, you could always ask for, like, hey, can I get some vitamins here and there? Or, like, can I, um, can I work out a meal plan and, like, all that? But, in college, like you just want to eat whatever and kind of just live your mm-hmm. life. When like after after some games or whatever, you kind of feel beat up, like you really done. But now, yeah. like after the workout at Exos, I would be like, man, like, I'm I'm ready to go do like a third workout today, just because like I was really on top of all that. That's dope. That is. And dope. um, you guys got any other questions before I ask this last one? So uh, you know, that's what you would do in college. What about uh, some of you doing high school that you know now? That's that's kind of that's kind of leading into my uh mm-hmm. into my last question. Uh, knock yourself out. My bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> um, if you could have a conversation with you know sixteen year old Quiddy, what would that conversation be like? I think the conversation I would have was just like just keep going, bro. Like all this hard work, all this struggling that you're going through is is, is going to be worth it in the end. And once yeah. you get to that point, you're mm-hmm. going to really be happy with yourself and where you are in life. So yeah, just keep just keep staying true to yourself. Don't really try to impress anybody else. Just make sure you stay low key and like just really take care of your business. Um, mm-hmm. And like, kind of like for me, like growing up, I've always been the kind of serious kid. Like in my uh, family, where like I would always on top of my books or on top of wh- whatever it may be. I used to be very serious about a lot of stuff just because I kind of knew where I wanted to be. So like the grind started at a young age. And I just, yeah, I think I would just tell myself, like, just keep going, bro. Like, it's, it'll all be worth it. No doubt, man. That's good sure, stuff. So. Right, that is. Right, that's, that's, pre- that's definitely dope. No doubt. We appreciate you, man. Um, you know, this conversation was, you know, one that, you know, many student athletes now going through it are going to be able to look at and say, man, uh, you know, I'm really inspired to continue to keep pushing or I'm really inspired to continue you know, keeping my body in shape and, and making sure I'm eating the right things and, you know, making sure that I'm, um, you know, taking the reps necessary to, you know, be in there my senior year and having things go my way, like you said. So, um, you know, we really appreciate everything that you said today, man. We appreciate everything that you've been doing, not only for, you know, yourself, but for your family. Um, you know, it's, it's inspiring to, to not only student athletes, but to me as well. So, um, you know, just to see all the hard work that you've been doing and, uh, you know, being able to work at Michigan and, and watching you go through it is, was also an inspiration in itself. So we just appreciate you for, you know, coming on and sharing your experience, bro.
Yes, sir. For sure. Definitely yeah. appreciate it, man. I'm, me being a Dolphin fan, you playing for the Colts now. My brother's <laughs> a Colts fan. We're going to make our way to, down to Miami, come see that Miami uh, indie game. I'm going to make sure uh, you're going you to hear my voice. And make sure y'all go ahead and hit that follow button for my guy. He don't need any more followers, but he said follow, he him, no more. follow him anyway, man. Thanks, sir. <laughs> All right, bro. We appreciate Thanks, you, man. I'll shoot you a text. You, bro. For sure. Appreciate Thank you. you. All right, bro. Plan, like, what, what, what are we doing next? What's next? Yeah, for you sure. You know what I mean? For sure. I, th I think there's so many internet dogs and not enough field and court, whatever sport dogs, man. Yeah, that's what he said, man. He said, you know, everybody said they ought to say a dog on the internet. I remember the first round. You know, whenever it's time to it's time to strap it mm -hmm. up, we're gonna see who the dogs are, man. So. Yeah, what he said, he said, I get my validation from me being a first round draft pick, my Ooh. stats. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> hey, that's flexing. That's yeah. flexing right there. <laughs> That's a different kind of flex. Like, what about they shoot? Kind of flex. First round draft pick. You know uh -huh. what I mean? One. What do you say? I'm one of two players from the uh, All American game in a uh, drafted in the first round. Mm -hmm. Like that. That's validation. That's all you need. That's validation, <laughs> man. And that you know that mindset. Um, you know, I think it's going to go beyond, you know, being a first round draft pick validation. That, that, that mindset is a goal. That's a gold jacket mindset, man. Hey, gold wow. jacket. That's a gold yeah. jacket mindset. So. It's crazy because it seems like the levels of high school to college, he, he kept building on that. Like you said, stacking them good days and how he said you put together good, good practices, good, they lead up to good days, good weeks, good game days. He ain't say good yeah. months. He said good game days. So it, it made me think that he's not even thinking that far ahead of months, years, nothing. He's thinking of his game days. And taking and, one game day at a time. And and that goes into, you know, me and Ty, we talk about the process more is more important than the product. Mm -hmm. <laughs> process. Gotta love it. Gotta love the process. Hey man, that gold jacket mindset is, is, is something I like. I like that goal. You got it. I like that gold jacket, gold jacket mindset. Man. Hey, when he said that validation. I get validation from me being a first round draft pick. That's a my I, I, I love that stuff, yo. Like, man. Mm. No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> hey man, but we appreciate you guys. You know, coming on, right. watching, and listening. Uh, make sure you go ahead and hit that follow button at status four one two underscore. DB is in the right spot for it today. Right. <laughs> He's in the perfect spot. Make sure y'all continue to support, man. Continue to share. We appreciate, you know, everybody who's been appreciate tuning in. Uh, you know, we're really trying to trying to make it, make this a movement, man, and make this something that you know student athletes can look at and, and really, you know, take take some advice and and apply it to their lives. So, appreciate you guys, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, continue to continue to support. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. Great episode.